Hello and welcome to Rip Off Tip Off, the podcast where you'll hear candid conversations with guests who work in the consumer protection space. I'm your host, Ezra Coopersmith, Investigations Coordinator at the Better Business Bureau serving Greater Denver and Central Colorado. For today's episode, I sat down virtually with Gary Kajowski, the Education, Communication, and Policy Manager at Colorado's Division of Real Estate within the state's Department of Regulatory Agencies. Gary and I discussed timeshare resale fraud, which is one of the most frequently reported and highest value scams that our BBB hears about. When, when you send the money by wire down to Mexico, there's, there's no way to get it back or to track it back. But first, Gary and I chatted about my upcoming trip to his hometown of St. Paul, Minnesota. Yeah, there, there's so much to do in, in the Twin Cities. Um, there's a St. Paul, uh, St. Paul Saints baseball team, which is downtown by the farmer's market. Okay. I don't know if they're starting up, and that's a minor league team. You know, the, the major league team is the Minnesota Twins. Mm-hmm. But what's fun about the St. Paul Saints is one of the owners is uh, Bill Murray. And, um, oh, really? Yeah, which is, which is kind of funny, and he sometimes shows up and stuff. I did end up going to a Saints game. Turns out they're an independent league team and allowing limited fans into their games. It was a blast, and I even got to participate in an obstacle course during an inning break. But honestly, like when I first started at BBB, um, I remember you were at like the first BBB investigations roundtable and explained how timeshare scams work. And I was just like, I couldn't believe that people would lose that much money. And I guess like the level of sophistication with those scams. Oh, absolutely. It's gotten really sophisticated. Oftentimes when people ask me about the types of scams we deal with and I say, oh, timeshare, immediately they say, oh, I know, um, I'm constantly bombarded with offers to get a free vacation and then it ends up not being what it sounds like or being coerced into high pressure sales tactics. And I have to say, uh, well, that's actually not the type of the area of fraud that I'm referring to. So would you be able to just sum up when we talk about timeshare resale and timeshare exit scams, what it is that we're talking about. Sure. Um, well, let's, let's uh, start with the resale scams first, and I can tell okay. you what we've been experiencing. Timeshare resale scams tend to be, they, they look for folks who have maybe been an owner um, for a long time, um, well, for instance, so it's, it's, I, I'm a timeshare owner, and I've owned a timeshare since 1980. So I, I'm in that generation. I'm in that generation where maybe I've used it now a long period of time, and, and maybe I can't use it anymore. Or maybe children or grandchildren aren't able to use it. So how do you get rid of it? So it's twofold, Ezra. Number one, mm-hmm. someone doesn't use it anymore. And then here comes this ploy and this scam to offer you a whole bunch of money. And all of a sudden, you're in a situation where you need that money or you want it for retirement. So you are ripe for the picking for some of these resellers. Now, what we've been dealing with at the state is a lot of the timeshare reseller scams that are from outside of the country. So Mm -hmm. I would say the majority of all the ones we're receiving are... Um, from Mexico right now, and people go down and they uh, vacation, they buy into the timeshare, and then after a period of time, they can't use it. Um, 
what we suspect and what we've heard is someone gets a hold of those owner lists and then once they have your owner contact information from that resort they set up uh, fake offices virtual offices like um, uh, there's Regis and other name brands uh, who are legitimate virtual offices but they're used as a phone bank for these scam artists they then uh, create a local Colorado phone number and they create uh, they use the address of the virtual office um, as their quote what they believe is you know brick and mortar which it, it it's a brick and mortar building but it's they're really not there so when someone calls up and and tries to get back to them they think they're calling Colorado and they think that address is legitimate because maybe they've googled it and and they see it on the maps and and yeah it's a it's a standalone building um but so you so you set the scene where you know you have a population of people who are maybe sitting on their timeshares uh ready to get rid of them if the opportunity presents itself and then they're approached by these scammers who you know look like they have a local business address even though it's it's just virtual uh look like they're a colorado broker but they're not um and then what happens so you know you're the consumer what are you then faced with yes and and correct you brought up another good point um they uh the the scammers are also looking through the public records for licensed real estate brokers and sometimes licensed attorneys and then take that name and their license number to add it to their materials to make it look more legitimate. So then if the average consumer does come to our department, the Division of Real Estate, or they go to the Colorado Supreme Court or Bar Association, they look up that person's name, they say, oh, you know, that, that person's a real estate broker, that person's an attorney, so it must be legitimate. There's someone behind it when in fact, all they've done is basically stolen the idea, the ID of those professionals. So um, that, that's step two, and they even put that information on their contracts to make it look uh, even more legitimate. Um, but then comes the ploy um, and the scam, and the, and the scam is, um, the one we've seen just about universally is, we have an investor or we have a company that now wants to buy back all of these timeshares, including yours. And we know you may be paid four, five, ten thousand dollars and boy, we're going to pay you 20,000 or, or even what you paid for it. But the scam is that they start getting money from you in advance. They say to process this, we need a few hundred or a few thousand dollars to start out with. And you know what, if you think, you know, something's wrong, we have a legitimate escrow company that will hold your money and it's there for you. And, and an escrow company will just hold it. They don't keep it. They don't give it to us. But when in fact that escrow company is another scam company that they've created, usually in another state. So what we've seen in Colorado is the reseller will set up the fake Colorado corporation address phone number, website, and then they will have an escrow company in a, another state. So 
the, the, the people that are being called, the, the timeshare owner, are far enough away where they cannot walk over and see the brick and mortar buildings if they really exist. All they're relying on is a website, email, or a phone number where these folks are not in Colorado or another state. They're actually in Mexico with, these, with the Mexican timeshare resale uh, scams. What kind of amounts do you see people losing to these scams? I've seen people lose a few thousand dollars when they've stopped. I mean, I'm so happy, Ezra, when someone calls mm -hmm. up and checks with us and we say, you know, that one has had trouble and we know that's not a legitimate location and that. And I'm so happy when I, they say we haven't sent any money yet. Um, usually people call us after the fact and they've sent um, at a minimum a couple thousand dollars. And unfortunately, we had one person whose timeshare cost uh, close to $15,000 that they purchased years ago. They paid in over $100,000 that That's they believed they were guaranteed to get back with money on top, over $100,000 on that. Well, and that reminds me, I think one of the toughest conversations I've had at my job with a consumer was a couple who they were in maybe thirty or forty thousand dollars into one of these scams, and uh, the wife was trying to get our help to convince the husband to accept that it was a scam, and he was like that day about to head to the bank to send more money, and we kept telling him, you know, this is a scam. It has all the red flags, and he, you know, it was really hard for him to accept that. And, and I hear that a lot, Ezra. I mean, no one, no one wants to really admit that they maybe got duped on something like this. I mean, that, that's hard to swallow and you're embarrassed and you, you hold on to hope. And I've had those same calls with somebody that says, I've already sent in Gary 20 some thousand dollars. And you know what? Um, it, it, are you sure that it's a scam? You know, I, I just want to try. I want to, I want to send in, they only want 2000 more, you know, just so I can get my money back. If I send them that, I'm going to get everything back and extra money. You know, are you sure? And I'm like, when you send the money by wire down to Mexico, there's, there's no way to get it back or to track it back. Um, and, and we hear that all the time, those same conversations. At BBB, often they come from you. Uh, but when, you know, your office or consumer reports a suspected timeshare scam to us, a resale scam, one of the things that we almost always see is that when you look up the business registration with the Secretary of State's office in Colorado, and you just look at the summary, um, it looks like, you know, this is a, a business that's been around for decades and was founded in the 90s. Uh, why is that oftentimes misleading? Yes, and th that has been um, a pretty smart thing by the scammers to do because that's what a lot of people will always ask. Is your corporation legitimate? Well, anybody can put up a website these days, and we tell folks always look and see when that website was put up. Oftentimes, these scam websites, when you look on the bottom, they were just put up in 2020, just a few months ago, because they it's like whack-a-mole. They pop up. Once someone gets onto them, if the BBB catches onto them or we catch onto them, they'll shut that one down. They'll start up another one with a different name and a new website. But one of the things that they try to pull over on the consumer 
is that we are a legitimate company and you can go to the Secretary of State's website and you can look us up. So um, they'll say XYZ timeshare company um, and, and they'll provide what's called a certificate of good standing. And it shows that that corporation is legitimate. However, the scam that they perpetrate is they look through those public records for a legitimate company that maybe was sold or maybe someone retired or went out of business. And then all they do is pay the, excuse me, $100 re-up fee. And now that company springs into good standing again. So if a consumer does see that someone provides a certificate of good standing, they should also go into the history of that company and look a little further into the records on the Secretary of State's office to see when that company dissolved and when it was re-upped. And all that record will be in there. And that's part of what makes these scams so frustrating to me is that, that you'll have consumers who you know, have actually looked up the business's registration with the Secretary of State's office, which is, you know, probably puts them in like the top 5% of consumers in terms of doing some due diligence. And yet still, because they didn't comb through the details of the filing history, the scammers are able to, to fool them in that way. Um, a couple of times I have now had uh, a bank, especially with some elderly folks, um, refuse to send the payment um, because they were afraid for their client. And I, I remember one succinctly where the, um, the elderly gentleman said, I'm calling you because my bank is refusing to send this payment. Can you tell me that this is a legitimate company so I can tell the bank? And I already knew about this company. They're on the blacklist of everybody. And I said, I basically said, you need to um, go back and talk to your banker and take your banker out to lunch or dinner for just saving you another five, $6,000 because good for them. They, they held that up. It is not a legitimate company. If you had 30 seconds of advice to give to somebody who is, has been approached um, or actually even backing up, haven't even been approached, but 30 seconds of advice to a consumer who says, Hey, I've had this timeshare for a while but I think I want to, you know, unload it. Uh, what's their best course of action? What's the best way to avoid coming into contact with one of these resale scams? If you're interested in getting rid of your timeshare, I mean, that may, that may come to me someday. Um, what would I do? The first thing to do is, is always look to your home base, where you own that timeshare at and contact them to see if number one, they have some sort of buyback program, um, or if they have a list of other satisfied timeshare owners at that, result that, at that resort that are looking for another timeshare. I've stayed at timeshares where they have those lists, and people are like, I really love this timeshare, I want another one, does anyone want to sell to me? Um, and then you know they're already owners at that timeshare, which makes it legitimate. Um, if you are a member of some of the larger timeshare organizations, such as with Hilton or Hyatt or Marriott, um, and some of the other ones, 
they um, work through the American Resort Developers Association, and they um, uh, have programs um, for buyback also. Um, on the other hand, you could sell your timeshare or give it away to somebody that's legitimate or a friend or family member. I purchased my timeshare from somebody through the newspaper in the Carolinas years and years ago. Um, so there are legitimate ways to do it or to find someone that, uh, a family member or friend that really wants to use it or a group of people that would like to own it. So um, the first thing is um, try to go to the resort to see because um, the resort may have information too on scammers and who to avoid. Um, but then try to sell it on your own instead of using companies and such first. Um, I think that'd be the first thing that I would start to do if, if I had to sell mine. For more info about Colorado's Division of Real Estate, visit dre.colorado.gov. To learn more about timeshare scams specifically, click the Timeshare Scams tab under the Consumer Protection drop-down menu. To view and report fraud in real time, including timeshare scams, visit bbb.org slash scam tracker.